Well, hey there everybody. Guess what? We are here. It is the first life downloaded of 2021. Do we say Happy New Year? Is this February? I don't even know. But either way, guess what everybody? It's 2021. We're here. It's life downloaded. I am joined as ever by my beautiful podcast wife. The lovely Samantha Rank, who's got a mug in her hand. I think it's herbal tea, I think. Um, so say hi, Sam. How are you? Hello, everybody. And yes, it is February. I'm in a little bit ashamed that we've taken this long to come back to you all. However, we are here. I hope you're glad to see us. I am on the herbal tea. I know normally it's gin. Um, I feel like I'm a are you on a, Are you on a health kick for, for I, 2021? I I am a little bit. So I tried on some trousers the other day and they were leather, really sexy. And then I was like, oh, what is that pouch? Is that like like my tucked in shirt? No, that was my lockdown pouch on my belly. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. However, I'm like, hmm, this could be a slippery slope to lockdown. Um, yeah, lockdown hell, shall we say, because I have been comfort eating, I suppose. I think it's a combination of the two because you know I'm not gonna lie I've I've been doing the same I, and and everybody's got that thing that they go to don't they for me it's biscuits biscuits are my kryptonite like biscuits and cookies it doesn't help that you know I like baking and I've got cookie dough in the freezer that I do. Are you trying to get on Bake Off? Is this what's happening? Uh, see, no, I'm, I'm not good in, or talented enough to be on Bake Off. Like, I make, I, st- I make stuff that's edible. And that, You've done a celebrity one, that's fine, because most of them are really rubbish anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I could go on Celebrity Bake. But then, see, most people would go, at this point, I think, I don't have the level of celebrity status that you do, lovely well, Madam Rank. I told you, sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Been saying it for years, Dan. Okay, <laughs> I can be the PR, so I'll push it on the on the dark web. Of course, <laughs> you said dark web like you actually know what that is, but <laughs> I think I watched a documentary about it one day, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, so that happens. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's taking like what less than sixty seconds for me to make some sort of innuendo. I've not talked about my boobs yet. No, you haven't. Uh, well, you have now. I have now. <laughs> um, I am wearing my fantastic team rank team rank t-shirt that someone nicely made for me. Um, ballsy, ballsy embroidery. There so you she's go. On Instagram, and she's fantastic. So this little picture here is ooh, ooh, on the nippleage. Um, I need to. Uh, someone got me a bra. So Felicity Hayward, who is a uh, amazing influencer, plus size, beautiful model. She launched her um, lingerie. Um, so Lola, I'm talking. Lola's in the background. Um, That's Lola the cat. Friends. If you follow, if you follow Sam and myself on Instagram and indeed Lifetime. No, no, just not just like a figment, my imaginary friend. There's no. Lola. Um, yes, yeah, so Felicia Haywood um, launched her amazing, you know lingerie and for me as a petite woman and as for a woman who's got like wonky not just boobs but wonky shoulders because I break my collarbone quite a lot so if you try and put a bra on a collarbone that is really wonky it's a blinking nightmare and also being a wheelchair user when you when you're wheeling your wheels and then you've got normal straps on like they fall every five minutes so anyway I got this bra which was a little bit quite saucy like like a harness so I did a post I know, kinky. Um, I did a post and look pretty darn hot, if I may say so. I'm and sure you did. This is pretty much like the little cartoon. Can you see that? The little yep. cartoon of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I treated myself for my birthday because I have 1035. This is where everyone goes, wow. Happy birthday, Sam. 20, yeah. 21 if you're a day. 21, yeah, yep. 35. I am 35, middle age now. Um, is that middle age? No. I don't know. Depend, depends on whether you're planning on dying at 70, I suppose. I mean, I'm not planning on dying at all. Oh, there you go. Be this, like, you know, little bobbing head around <laughs> on, like, a, a flying you've board. Wa- you've watched too many episodes of Futurama, I feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we going with this? You, you, and, your, you and your bras and yeah. looking hot. 
Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm doing my team rank T-shirt, and I think by the end of the year, this will be like on everyone's Christmas list. The team, team rank T-shirt. t-shirt. So yeah. Is there going to be a men's version of the team rank T-shirt? This you is... can, yeah. What do you reckon? We'll get one made up for you. So, you should, we, yeah, I'll I'll rock the team rank t shirt. Why not? Okay, I'll get I'll get one. I'll get one made for you. We'll make something. We'll make something for you, and you have to wear it like all the time. <laughs> I, I will. Sorry. I will wear it. I will wear it live on this podcast as soon yeah. as I receive it. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe to Tesco's. As well. Okay. If, if that that makes up that I'm venturing to Tesco's in this crazy lockdown world. Oh, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I was cabin fever. I went to Poundland uh, the other day. That was the first time. I was just gonna stay in the car, but I sat there and I like you know saw human people, and I was like, I need to be near, even though we're not allowed to be near. But you know what I mean. I needed to like be in in the. In the company of actual humans. Indeed. And, you know, this is this is a prime example. I am thoroughly enjoying, even though it's virtually, being being in the company of my lovely pod wife. Oh, uh, I have missed you too, pod husband. It's true. Um, and also, you know, we've got loads of other people saying hi. So Sandra's just joined and, she, well, and we're already talking yeah, food. Really, Adam really says he's missed well. us. Adam, oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. Adam always likes me talking about my boobs. So he, do, he does. Uh, Amy says, hi, she's in the very oh. snowy Scottish Highlands. Her son's out sledging, but she couldn't miss this. Uh, oh, oh, wow. I feel yeah. honoured. Thank you, Amy. So, we, so, yes, the reason why we've taken so long to get our very cute derrieres back into gear is I think, like, everybody, myself and Dan, we, towards the end of the year, we were just feeling pretty drained, unmotivated, and needed some, not from one another, because no. that would be possible. Indeed. Uh, never happened. Um, just from, you know, having to <laughs> use our brains, that sounds really horrible, but, you know, just kind of make that effort. And, and I think irrespective of, you know, a global pandemic, I've always found, particularly in the past few years, which is, you know, a really positive thing, but November and December are horrendous for me as in so much work and I suppose that is down to um uh, disability history month um and international day of people with disabilities um so I get booked quite uh heavily in November and December which is fantastic but it can it can be two solid weeks of just non-stop and you know uh, being freelance it's not a nine to five so one morning you might be up super early for daytime tv where you're up at or morning tv shall i say up at 3 a.m and then the next day you're filming at night something something wonderful so yeah november even in a lockdown i i you know is very very privileged very blessed to have a real steady flow of work so come christmas or come you know kind of early mid-december i I was fe- I was really feeling it, like mentally and physically. So myself and Dan were just like, you know what? Let's let's do a bit of self love, bit of self care, which is super important. And it's something I don't often practice. I'm very good at advising other people to, you know, put a face mask on and eat chocolate. But when it comes to me, I'm kind of uh, my own worst enemy, and I genuinely feel all the better for it. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know about you, Dan, do you feel the same? Yeah, you know, it's, I always find January, January is one of the, November, December is generally quite busy because you're wrapping up the year and January is always one of those difficult months for everybody, I think, because, you know, you have the, you have the Christmas celebration, but especially if, my birthday, which apart is from your birthday, obviously, which is, which is a day on everybody's calendar. It should be a national holiday, let's be fair. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think January is a difficult month for everybody in the fact that you've got those couple of weeks at the start of it where you're not quite in work mode, you're still, you know, trailing off from the festive period. And then especially in the arts, because, you know, on a non-pandemic year, it's generally panto and things of, yeah. you know, but January, you get a couple of weeks that are a bit flexible. And so, yeah, it was just weird. And I think, you know, we've got all things pandemic as well and lockdown number three. So I think we just kind of both needed the time to sort of go, 
Hmm. <laughs> Reset and, you know, just go again. Um, but we're here. And now here. we shall endeavour to make the life downloaded a weekly spot in your calendar no, yet exactly. again. Exactly. Exactly. Fortnightly like at least. I um oh you know it, Luke. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna whip your ass and we're gonna get into shape and we're gonna do this. You can also whip my ass as well, which is it's mutual. Yes, that wasn't, it's a that mutual mutual ass whipping relationship. Yeah. Yes, that wasn't a sexist comment. Um it works both ways, equality. Um but yeah, we, we definitely will. See, I'm still at my mum's. I came, you know, we had that little window of, oh my God, we're actually allowed to go to a restaurant. Like, I think it was like a two week, like, we did. yeah, we're, we're allowed to do stuff. Yeah. So I took the executive decision to come back up north. Um, my mum came and picked me up just because she is, she's of an age where she could be more vulnerable and she's a nurse. She was in a quite a uh, dangerous environment. So she, we kind of just said, look, I might as well come up for Christmas. I came, I think it was like the 2nd of December. Uh, and I'm so grateful because obviously, you know, things escalated in London. I live central London. Um, and I think that it would have it would have gone from putting my risk from about 10% to maybe like 50 odd percent, you know, because I still need people to come and, you know, bring me food and, and, and prescriptions and all these kind of things and, and help me uh, with, with some, you know, basic tasks. So, you know, I'm, I'm quite glad, but equally when you're not in your own environment, I mean, it's great being back home in many respects. And I, again, I'm quite privileged, but it's, you know, when you're like, you know, when you're like 35 and you're like, I can't believe I'm back home. Can't believe I'm back home. Even you know when you've made that break away. You're talking to the guy that never left home. So, but I think that's easier. I think that's easier. This is not criticism, but I think it's when you've kind of relinquished all that. Yeah. And then, like, then you come back into the environment, and then you you feel you feel, and it's not it's not an accessible home. We've talked about this in the past. We have inaccessible. So I do feel like Rapunzel, which is sounds better than it is. Kind You've of got not. strange men climbing up your hair? No, <laughs> no. No, however, my roots are horrendous and my hair is so long. I sat on the toilet today and my hair tickled my bum crack. <sighs> so we really need to figure out a way of doing something about my hair. Your hair is quite long. To be fair, so is mine, but mine doesn't seem that long because I've learned during, during like both crazy lockdown periods that... My hair is actually more curly than I ever gave it credit for. I like it. Um, so it is quite long, but because it's curly, it doesn't seem as long. But yeah, it's all kind of crazy. Uh, for those of you who don't follow Dan on Instagram, he regularly posts just random pictures of his different stages of hair growth. Because <laughs> I'm thrilling uh, like that. That's literally all he posts, either baking or random bits of his hair. So if you're... You're into either fetish. Um, I would definitely follow the lovely Dan. You know what um, it. You know what it is though. It's because I'm in lockdown at the moment. I'm in my house, and days are very similar. Like when we're not in the lockdown world, I'll post stuff about work or going to meetings or being on the train. But I'm in my house all day. So you keep telling yourself that. I, <laughs> Um, but you know, Adam asked me a question earlier. He said, "Is this a lockdown beard, or am I growing it for work?" Um, at the moment, it's just a state. I'm always got some frame of facial hair. Generally, Sam will attest to this, um, and it depends how often I I shave or don't. So this is sort of semi lockdown beard. I did trim it up this morning though, so you know I put in the effort because it's, a, it's our first. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I put on a shirt, put on a shirt, had a shave. Hey, wash. hey, half an hour ago, I texted you and you went, I'm just eating breakfast. Well, I was. So uh, there you go. I mean, like, I get, I get showered and dressed before I do breakfast, you okay. see. Okay, I'll, let, I'll totally let you off. Have you missed my abuse of you? Which is, you know. My life, really. my life is not complete without it, to be fair. Exactly. Uh, and you're too much of a gentleman to reciprocate, which is probably why I take full advantage of, of this. No, no, everyone else would literally bitch slap me. So, um, 
that sounds a little bit bullyish, doesn't it? That's like, <laughs> no. Anyway, we love each other dearly. For anyone who's just tuning in, please do not report me to whoever you report me to. Um, we are practically related, um, and therefore it gives me that entitlement. It does. It does. The look out of you. Uh, okay, so serious stuff because this is what the public want. Is serious, juicy. Well, juice. Sam says it's like we've never been away, so that's either a good or a bad thing, depending on your on your perception, I suppose. But I think that's a good thing. I think it is, because they're back. Indeed. They're back. <laughs> they're here. They love us still. <laughs> she also said maybe we should get a Sam Rank and Podcast Other Half t-shirts. So. Oh, my, oh, my God, yes. Team <laughs> Rank. I'm with, I'm with Rank. Yes! Let's do it! Team Rank, hashtag podcast on the half, just for yes. me. I want, yes. We need to do it. We need to do it. Okay, thank you. Who was that? Was that Sam that said that? Yeah. That was amazing. Good. Sam Good. said Good. that. Right. Sam, you go and sort that out. <laughs> you, go, you go do that. Um... Yes, serious stuff. So we wanted to talk about two kind of things today because this is a disability-led podcast in mm-hmm. many, many ways, although we do talk about bum cracks and boobs quite a lot. And biscuits um, and alcohol. Exactly, and, and cats. Whatever you can um, imagine. Yeah, and, cats. And hair. Um, however, so I am back on track because as well as taking a gap from um, Lovely Life Downloaded, I took a gap from my Metro column, um, which was, again, just to show you how serious I was about taking a step back and just kind of going like, right, I need a, I need a breather. But I am in full swing with my Metro um, and the rest has done me good because I am on fire and I am spilling some trues. So you are. Um, I wrote, dropping them like it's hot. I am dropping them like hot potatoes. Um, I went very northern then, didn't I? Potatoes, <laughs> you did. Potatoes. Um <laughs> So I wrote something uh, on inspiration porn, which I talk about a lot, which I don't need to talk too much about, but it's basically the objectification of disabled people to make non-disabled people feel all warm and fuzzy about themselves. Um, In essence, it's like if you see like a meme on Facebook that goes with someone who might be an amputee and it goes, well, if you think you're having a bad day, look at this fella mm-hmm. you know and i and i definitely have seen a marked rise in this inspiration porn um which obviously was coined by the late Stella young who was a fellow oi sister so we had the same condition so i definitely feel like i want to keep her legacy going on that respect but indeed you know we're not doing much i'm watching more tv than i probably should in a day um and i'm just seeing the only way I could describe it, and I don't want to pinpoint specific examples because a lot of the examples are using minors, children, um, as aspirational porn, but I, I just constantly see some disabled person being dragged onto daytime TV who who are basically there to be like, well, you know that lockdown's pretty shit and we're all feeling it, but at least you're not in a wheelchair. At least you've not got terminal cancer. At least, and also these people who are in wheelchairs, who or, or who for whatever their impairment is or chronic condition is, they've still got a smile on your face. And do you know what? It just really, really rattled me. I have written about inspiration porn a lot, which just really, really annoyed me because it's just. It just reminded me a little bit like a freak show. It's like, I'm not there for you to, in your darkest hour, to go, well, yeah, I might be furloughed, but at least I'm not in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? And it just was just so untasteful. And I think I took it more personally. And this is probably going to bite me in the ass, depending on who's watching this. You know, a lot of the producers and a lot of the people, editors, and all sorts of people that work on particular daytime TV shows, mm. you know, they know me personally. Like, I, I'm friends with them. I mean, I'll say friends. Like, you know, I work with them and we are. Yes, you work with them. And, you know, you know yeah. like, there's these people that follow me on Instagram, like, and yet they're spurting out this crap on telly. So I felt mm. like I just had to be like a rock viler and go for the jugular. Yeah. And talk, talk about it because in my, sorry, I'll just finish my sentence. In my view, 
you know, you can call people inspirational. I think we need to feel inspired at the moment. We need people to look up to. We need maybe a kick up the ass, you know. But but actually, when we put disability into the equation, most people have unconscious bias and they think that our lives are horrendous because of our impairment. And by them saying you're inspirational and then walking away, they are identifying, they're acknowledging all these barriers. They're acknowledging that I can't just go and get any job I want or I can't hop on the underground because it's inaccessible. But they don't want to do anything to to help. They're not, they're not going, right, do you know what? Have you got any campaigns happening at the moment, Sam? Mm. Or, you know, who who should I be following? Should I write to my MP? Should I, you know what I mean? Like it for me, that is the way we should approach calling someone inspirational what the feck have i inspired you to do and this is this is always you know my my point on it if you find me inspirational and you know for example and i'm not saying everybody should do this because my god but you know if you listen to life downloaded and or watch us live if you're watching with us on the live recording and you go i watched that episode of life downloaded and it really inspired me to create my own podcast to promote my own issues and, you know, do that kind of thing. And we've actually made you want to do something to make positive change. Then feel free to call me an inspiration. Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, or if, even, you know, feel less uncomfortable around disability. Mm. If, if, if watching us here and going, right, I feel inspired by both of them, but now I don't feel so awkward. And do you know what? That guy that's, got down syndrome that works in tesco's i will probably have a chat to him next time mm. you know what i mean that is you, you to feel inspired you don't have to do so you don't have to cost you money you don't have to change your life you don't have to create a podcast you don't have to you know it could be as simple as um acknowledging your own bias that could mm. be a first start you know um, following somebody on social media who perhaps has a disability or reading a book about disability or you know learning when D- disability history month is yeah. you know so to be an advocate doesn't mean it has to take up a lot of your time energy money you just have to be more aware of our lives sorry i, I cut you cut you off then I'll oh, you know <laughs> no but but it's true you know but it's the case of, you know, be inspired to do something, whatever that something is. Then then you have a, a reason to say, I inspired you to do something. If you watch me get out of bed and think to yourself, oh, my God, that must be really, really hard. It's inspiring that you got out of bed. No, it's not. Yeah. That's, and, obje- and then you, yeah. that's objectification. Because exactly. me getting out of bed is not encouraging you to make a positive change. Or going up to, you know, your child and go, stop your moaning because there's worse people off like you. Look at that poor, you know. I mean, we, I mean, I think I had that when I was a child. You know, I think every parent has used the, there's starving kids in Africa. You know, like when when you're little and you push around your peas and carrots on your plate and your parents guilt you, you know, that is, that's that's the same, you know, print ideology uh, as inspiration porn, you know, using disabled people as a, as a little bit of to make people feel morally, you know, uh, more aware of their own circumstances. Mm. So, yeah, so it went down really well. It's really funny. I, I've i written about inspiration porn in the past, um, and not everyone with a disability kind of agrees with my view and, and Dan's view because um, I, and I'm trying – I'm going to try and, like, paraphrase what some people have kind of told me in the past – and they would say, but actually getting out of bed is a massive achievement. And I, and I feel I like it when people go, well done you. Um, and I'm not discrediting that at all. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if you talk about the social model, et cetera, you know, if you, if you, there, there's, there's a fine line between, well, actually what your impairment does or doesn't allow you to do, you know, regardless of your environment. You know, if you've only got one lung, um like I I mean I've, I've technically got two but my capacity is only like one long mm. you know in my environment nothing's gonna really improve that quality of course having a power chair or something like that could make my life easier so yeah I suppose you could bring the social model in so I do understand where people come from but um but 
for, for me, you know, if disability was talked about and normalised, whatever normalised is, I don't think there'd be any place for it because our lives wouldn't be exceptional. It would just be the norm. Mm. And, and you know, it's again, it, we've, we've said it in this podcast and we've said it in other podcasts before. It's about, you know, inspiration is one of those words that gets thrown around yeah. the same as, you know, in the news recently, obviously the last few days, sadly, Sir Captain Tom Moore or Captain Sir Tom Moore. I never know which way around those captains yeah, and those yeah, sirs go. Captain first, wasn't he? He was Captain for Captain Sir Tom Moore. There we go. You know, he's he sadly passed away the last few days, and you know, everybody looks at him as an inspiration because of what he achieved. And you know, for a lot of people, his actions did encourage them to raise raise money for charity to donate to to you know so he is an inspiration um and and yet you know i could go on a whole rank because i saw a cartoon yesterday which was ableism personified but that's a whole that's a whole different story um in the with, f- with using him as a as an example you mean mm-hmm. so um i saw a cartoon where obviously if you watched uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore do this walk. He was doing it with a frame with wheels on the front. And I went, this is great because technically whether he identified uh, as or not, he is a disabled man at a hundred years old and he's doing laps of his garden and he's inspiring people. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, I saw a cartoon in one of the newspapers because sadly, obviously he's passed away where they had him with his frame in front of a giant gold staircase. And my brain just went, come on now, think about it. <laughs> think about it how are you going to use a frame with wheels on a giant gold staircase now I know what they were trying to you know they were like Captain Sir Tom Moore is, is going to heaven there's the heavenly staircase that people associate but that just shows how twisted society's view on disability is nobody went hang on a minute could he really manage a golden staircase <laughs> with his frame with wheels on it which was in the which was in the cartoon as well in the drawing as well so you know it was well there as part of yeah, who he yeah. is but yet they well, still think, went, he's going to magically levitate of a golden flight of stairs and i think, I think yeah I think that's the, where the original inspiration porn came from and there was a and i don't know his name and i probably should know his name but basically someone that I think he became, he acquired his disability, a uh, sportsman. Uh, I think he became an amputee, and he was quoted saying, "You know, there's there's the only disability in life is a bad attitude." And I think Stella Young, who coined inspiration porn, or at least pushed it, um, drove that you know that uh, agenda. Was uh, he said, "You know, no no kind of positivity, no wishful thinking, no affirmations, no meditations, going to change a staircase into." A, an elevator or a lift you no. know um, no. and i think that really annoyed you know a lot of people with disabilities because it's like well actually it's not so straightforward but by saying that flippant comment on the on disability in life is a bad attitude it's like if you sit me on the floor and take my wheelchair away yeah of course i'm still going to exist and i can still you know like do things but i want them to do 90 percent of the things I still can't climb up onto a toilet from no. the floor. You know what I mean? So I think that was really damaging to to say that. And I think what's even more damaging is when you have someone with a disability that says these things because then non-disabled people think that it's okay to say that. Mm. You know? Um yeah. so yeah it's 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 an interesting one and it's something that I still will always bring to light because I think it affects disabled people so so much. Um, and even us being in TV, you know, we all we we battle ourselves with being perhaps tokens at the best of times. Um, but I don't also want to be inspirational, you know. I I mean, I, I recently did a, a a little interview for someone who's just starting out their journalism, and I had to, you know, kind of say to her, "Why have you called me inspirational?" And 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 I, and also question the title, which she. She focused so much on my brittle bones rather than everything else. Mm. I'm happy to talk about my brittle bones because it's a rare condition, and yes, it's something I live with, uh, uh, and and 
you know, it shapes who I am. I became a trustee, you know, for the Brittle Bone Society. So I'm not shy in talking about that. But it just seems to be this fascination, even though I am successful in so many other areas, most of the questions were aimed at my impairment. Mm. And it was like, you know, it's, you know, when you're just like, oh my God, I don't know. I just don't know. Sometimes I do feel like it's a losing battle. Yeah, no. It is. It's an uphill one for sure. And I mean, you know, this this again is something that you and I talk about regularly on the podcast. And you can go back through all the episodes on lifedownloaded.com or or on your favourite podcast providers. Did you like what I did there? Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> you can go back through and hear us talking about this, but it's all about, I think, as well, the power of perception of disability in the media and mm. the. And what's deemed acceptable by by the media, and that is slowly changing, but it okay. is slow. And you know, a prime example of that was something that I mentioned to you just before we came on air. Yeah, um, this is good segue, segue. I know. Segway. See, I'm, get, I'm getting good at this. Segway. Something that we should have said segue, should I? Did no, it, it would have been seamless, <laughs> seamless. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, we talked about it before coming on air, and that's the recent Golden Globe nominations um, and the very controversial um, movie music that's been created by the pop artist Sia, um, which tells the story of a young autistic woman. Um, however, the movie involves cripping up of the highest order um, Sia has made some extremely controversial comments where she's been called out because there's been what we call cripping up in the industry, so a non-disabled performer playing somebody that's neurodiverse or disabled. Um, and, you know, she's been on Australian TV and openly said, you know, yeah, it probably was ableism, yeah, it was a bit of nepotism. Um, and she's been held account to this on social media um, and blocked various people because of it. And yet, yesterday, that movie was nominated for Golden Globes, was nominated for awards. And it just goes to show the devaluation of yeah. disabled people as a whole. Um, and I, and I, yeah, and I think... I mean, you told me about this. I obviously was following the story and I kind of had to tune out of it because the responses from Sia were just, you know, when you just think, hold your hands up and say, I did a shitty thing. Can't do anything about it now. I will in future listen and I will, you know, like bow out gracefully. But she she just was a, she was like a child that was thrown a pram, you know, toyed out of a pram. Mm. I, I did, you know, it was just sad for everybody involved, put it that way. But, um, but yeah, I think for me, and I just wrote something, a little quote for broadcast, because obviously the figures recently that came out, you know, about on-screen representation, well, representation for disabled people within the, the entertainment industry, full stop, whether it's behind the camera or in front or whatever, on every level was like just pathetic. Like the figures were just they a were. joke. You know, so I wrote a little quote about it, and I know that Adam did as well. Um, and, and I just like, I think the issue is here, when you talk about ableism or when you talk about disability discrimination, people do not see it on the same level as homophobia, racism, sexism, right? Like, they, they don't. No. They don't. And we can see that in the language that gets used. You know, we know not to use the N-word. We know not to, to, to do, you know, there's, there's some, I'm not going to say them, obviously. We know that there's some homophobic slurs that are just, you know, if you were to say them in public, people would just, you know, you'd be an outcast. You'd mm. be, like, thrown out. You couldn't even be fired. Yet I got called a midget the other day on, on you know, on, on something. Mm. Uh, and, 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 like, people were like, oh, it's funny, though, because you kind of are, you know? So I think until we get to a level where, you know, like, ableism is just the same as racism, blah, 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 blah. And, yes, what you're doing is totally wrong 
Mm. Because I, I hate, you know, I, I really hate that we have been forced as a minority minority group, being forced to go up to, to, to compare to others. But I do feel like the only way to get through to some people, particularly gatekeepers, is to go, okay, so that just happened and see it's got a golden globe. If that person blacked up, would you would you, would you put them up for a golden globe? Glo- glo- blah, 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 blah. Golden globe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I hate using that because it shouldn't be because then you get into the the competition territory and who's who's the victim mentality, and that's not what I'm trying to do. No, I'm just not trying at all. To get, I'm trying to for people to visualise what they are actually doing, mm. you know? Because I don't think they are, are aware. No, and it's it's trying to find that that moment isn't it to make the the penny drop so to speak to make them go oh that that is oh oh i hadn't thought of it like that and sometimes as much as the reasoning behind it and the history behind it is is different and you know that it's nowhere near the same battle and in fact you know because of the disability community being diverse as it is there there are people that and rightly so, that are gay within the disability community and are, are from an ethnic minority group in, in the disability community as well. And, you know, the disability community has its own issues with, with amplifying those voices. Um, but I think, you know, over the last few years, the disability community has realised this and is trying to do, not always successfully, but trying to do more to amplify those LGBTQ plus and, you know, ethnic minority voices within the disability community as well, because they're by no means as loud as they should be. Um, So I think, you know, we acknowledge as a community that we've got work to do, but sometimes drawing those, drawing those likenesses and those parallels to those other groups can for somebody that is unaware all of a sudden give them a level of awareness that they haven't had before because you know they've never considered the the like you know the likeness of the two scenarios because you know the the lgbtq plus movement and the racial equality movement are so much older than the disability equality movement yeah and i think a lot of what the disability community and obviously you just touched on intersectionality there you know we do have groups within groups here you know and it's the same with the lgbt plus you know groups themselves they've got you know the uh, all sorts going on they're like fractions is it fractions or you know kind of enclaves Mm. within that that group so we have that but i think for, for for me sometimes as a disabled woman and as a campaigner sometimes what we are fighting for and what we are campaigning for seems like we've we've kind of jumped 10 feet forward so i know i touched upon the importance of language and i stand by that because it it bloody is important but when but when you've only just had you know tesco's announced that they've got changing places facilities so that means disabled people can go and have a pee when they go Mm -hmm. shopping yeah when you talk about them basic human rights and then you look at campaign saying right now we want you to identify or, or, or use these terminologies for us or refer to us it's, it is important but sometimes when non-disabled people are so alienated from disability you know i think that's where the problem is it's like hang on a minute well what what do we need to do first and it's so difficult because disability is so you know, person, personal, my needs are different to your needs. You know what I mean? So everyone's needs are different. So, you know, can you actually prioritize someone's needs? Mm. Like, what do we, what do we, what do we go on first for someone? You know, is it language? Is that the most important thing? Or for someone, you know, like myself, is it step free access everywhere? So I think that is, that is the problem for me as a campaigner and to be uh, as open and accessible in my education of others, I think that's my biggest challenge. Because it's like, well, where do I start? And actually, do we leave some of these other issues like language or, you know, to, to one side and actually tackle things like getting on a bus and not getting kicked off because there's a pram there? 
Should that be our main focus? And this this is the thing because because I think the equality movement for disability is so much younger. We've got so much more work to do, mm. and it's a case of you know we are trying to achieve everything at once. Yeah, and and I can see why we want to achieve everything at once, but you know there becomes an argument of do we need to prioritise things? Mm. Um, and that, you know, that's a that's a debate that could rage on forever. And in my own personal experience, I can't give you the answer. Because right. um, I, I would like it all at once, you know? It's one of those things. I would like it all at once. But I think, you know, especially when you're in the position that you and I are in, in terms of our, our lives within the media, um, be that, you know, as actors, journalists, whatever, uh, podcasters, I think... <laughs> We understand that our position also means that we have a, we have the potential to move all of those things forward quite quickly. Because if we can change people's general perception within the media and the images that they're seeing of disability every day, then we can make a bigger number of people more aware of what we're trying to achieve quite quickly. And I think that's what you and I try to do. I think, yeah, and I think also, I mean, there is a fine line as well, because sometimes I do feel like I pander too much to the needs of non-disabled people. Mm. So, for example, I will talk about hard-hitting, you know, kind of campaigns, hard-hitting civil rights that we face daily, you know, like like I've just spoken about them, you know, access to education, access to, you know, kind of sexual health, you know, all these kind of real big, like, like human basic human rights. But then equally, I am very conscious that when I go on television, I've got my fake nails on, I've got my fake lashes on, you know, I've got my boobs looking great, I look I look fashionable. I mean, there's an element of that where I do that because I kind of like that myself. I like I like fashion, I like, but there is a part of me that is very conscious that I need to look palatable. I need to mm. look appealing. I need to look like a girl you chat up in a bar or, you know, someone you you don't feel uncomfortable around. So I do feel like sometimes, you know, when we're talking about can we, if we're going to prioritise disability kind of rights, um, who is that for? Shouldn't we be able to go, right, we want more toilets, but we also want you to stop using the word midget. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is it, it like we should be able to say that because actually, it's about us. It's not about it's not about um, making non-disabled people feel less uncomfortable, no. you know, or able to digest what we our needs are. Wow, mindfuck. Woo. <sighs> Sorry for the f bomb. It's quite it's, early. But... It's all right. It's it's lunchtime. Did you, sure. you put the um? What's it called? Parental guidance. Parental guidance warning. Yeah, it's live. You know, we're not on TV. We don't have to abide by the watershed. My mum hates it when I swear. She says it's so not ladylike, and I don't care. And you know, Sandra's here, and she's she's dropping in some comments, and she says it's about education and discrimination on all levels, Um, and it's about listening to others. And, and issues and it is and also she says bum cracks and boobs should be a new podcast um and yeah, it po- what's going to be called it, 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 maybe we should call this episode bum cracks and boobs yeah people yes. will be okay so there you go we've named this episode bum cracks and boobs however um when we talk about inspiration porn there is decidedly less bum cracks and boobs than the title might <laughs> might suggest um <laughs> Different kind of porn. Different kind of porn. Oh yes, yeah, so oh my, so so I post. I actually posted it on my Facebook, um, and someone who who does identify as having a, a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, she she. I don't think she read my article. Right. I think she just, I just think she read the title and she started being quite open about a, a time where she was fetishized by a guy. You oh know? wow. And, and she, and God bless her, like she really kind of like opened up like private, like publicly on my on my Facebook. And I was to be like, I didn't, I didn't have the heart to say that's kind of something different. Do you want to do you want to shame us? And there is a difference between 
disabled porn and inspiration porn. There is indeed. There is indeed. Uh, but yeah, you know, like Adam googling now. Google, Google, Google. Yeah, Adam's probably googling something. But yeah, <laughs> you know, the the fact is, there is a whole community of people out there that do fetishize disabled people. And you know what? If that's what floats your boat, there's no judgment from me. That is another. That is another podcast. But that is another, another podcast for another day, indeed. Probably I've got many a story. Probably one of your late night specials that you keep you keep threatening that you want to do. Yeah, and I think we should do it in our underwear. See, let me go. To, let Jim's open up for a bit first. <laughs> I've been doing. I told you I've been doing a cardio. There's this um one lady in Canada. She's like a. I'm so rubbish with names. She is a professional cy- cyclist. Cy- cyclist. She rides a bike. Professional cyclist, yeah, yeah, you were good. It's going really well, <laughs> and, and she obviously has a huge, very successful YouTube channel. So she like does like workouts, um, but then she injures herself quite frequently. So she has got like not a lot, but some seated, seated workout sessions, and they're great because they literally are just twenty minutes, and there's not much leg movement. You can add a little bit. But it's perfect. So I did that last night, and um, yeah, I've got muscle memory. My my abs are going like yes, yes, back back in the zone. I'll send you the link, Dan, so you can do it with me. Lisa says that we've been waiting a long time for the naked midnight episode. My eyes. Maybe we should do a late night sex based episode. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, we'll do it. We should do it when we're allowed to like be in one's company and I'll get some whipped cream and we can do all that malarkey. Proper X-rated. Oh, hey. Maybe we maybe we should get the lovely the lovely Bethany back because she did come for, for our sex-based podcast a while back. Oh, Bethany, yes. Do you know what? Bethany has been talking a lot about her sobriety. Sobriety? Yes. Sobriety is the good word. Sobriety, yeah, um, which I find fascinating because I know that a lot of people with disabilities, um, you know, can use uh, whatever drug of their choice as a kind of crutch, whether that's smoking, drinking, sex. Uh, so I think that would be a really interesting podcast, which she is in America, and I always feel a little bit cheeky when I invite people from across the pond. Across the pond. You know, because where it's a bit like, come on, come on, you know get up and and talk to us but she's amazing so i'll be in touch with her actually and see if she wants to talk about that because i think i think addiction and disability is a fascinating topic which not many of us um talk about it's still taboo no, um indeed, so I don't indeed. Know, but i'll have a word with her and let me know if anyone thinks that's a good idea and that's something we will try and get some more people on definitely want to get simon minty on totally yes wanna get, totally is, so, yeah. Simon Minty of of fame of the Ouch podcast for the BBC. Yeah. Is he allowed to podcast transfer? I'm sure he is. No, no. I've been on his private podcast. So oh, does he do a private like, podcast as well? Okay, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll get both ways. We'll get some cool people on in 2021. That's yeah, the plan. Will. At least. We will. We will. Just because it makes our lives loads easier. But does it? Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> but either way, you know. Guys, our social media is always open, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, or, or the Facebook page, or indeed the Life Downloaded website. There's a contact form. Um, if you want, if you've got subjects you'd like Sam and I to talk about, please. Within reason, and Adam. Within reason. Indeed. If Adam, you're watching, you know that comment is strictly for you. Um, but you know, if you've got items that you think you'd be interested on salmon off point of view for 2021 fire them to us you know drop it in the comments on youtube drop it in the instagram inbox send us a send us a dm on twitter all those things because yeah you know a it gives us content content that we don't have to necessarily think about in lots of ways let's be honest we do but but also um you know, it's a case of if if there's things you want us to talk about and a conversation you want us to have that you're like, I really wish I knew what Sam yeah. and Dan thought about X. Absolutely. Then, yeah. you know, we're, we're happy to do it. So our inboxes on the Life Downloaded pages are always open. Yeah, because I think, you know, we're very, as you can tell, we're, we're, there's no nothing we've, we've not really 
you know, feel I don't I don't think I've found anything that I feel uncomfortable talking about. So and I and I appreciate that that's quite a luxury, you know, mindset to have. Um, uh, and so if you're struggling with something that, you know, um, you can't voice yourself or you, you know, want to educate someone on maybe someone in your family, because let's face it, even even relatives can be totally ableist. Oh god, yeah. Um, may or may not be experiencing that right now. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even my cats are. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's like damn totally cats, ableist. damn totally cats. Ableist. Uh, it's like they won't wait for me to like you know like have to lean down to make their food. They just whine at me like going hurry up, hurry up. Um, so yeah, so if there's something like you think that you don't feel comfortable with, then yeah, we, we will do it. We will, we will do it, and we we'll will. do it free of charge. Way, because you know we love you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you know definitely because 2021 we want to do more regular podcasts. We're gonna be more regular. We're putting them back out again. It's all been a bit up and down over the last sort of six months or so. But Sam and I are determined to do more. So yeah, and and we said it here. So please, like, peck our heads, like, yeah. like. Trip away at us. You know, the more you guys go, we want more podcasts, the more we will make more podcasts and live streams because, yeah. That's with no lives. Um, (laughs) Amazing. Um, I feel a we coming on. So normally that. That that generally is the signal of the end of the show. Wrong as normal. I feel like I've lost the wee mojo. Oh, see, like see, maybe. you've obviously not drunk enough of your herbal tea, my dear. I haven't. No, you've obviously not uh, drunk enough herbal tea. Gin. <laughs> That's herbal, I suppose. That's herbal. That's <laughs> fermented. No, even vodka comes from potatoes. So technically. Indeed. No, but I do have a work commitment at four o'clock, so I may or may not have had a glass of wine before doing live news the other day. That was fun. Um, See, that's the thing. We haven't even spoken about your appearances on live news. We haven't spoken about any of that. So do you know what? So not interesting. You know, I pop up all the time and say something. We've got content coming out of our ears, but feel free to add to the content you want us to produce. We should probably wrap it up before... Sam's. Can't see. Oh yeah, fifty-two minutes. There you go. Uh, see, not no, bad. Got my glasses all. on. That's why I went like that. <laughs> but Sam says vodka is one of your five a day. Martin oh. says thanks, great show. As does Sam. So you know, thank you guys for turning up for the return episode of Life Downloaded. We're going to wrap this one up. It will be on all your podcast providers within the next couple of days. Um, we love you all. And we'll be back in the next week-ish. Au revoir, au revoir, au revoir. You even get some singing. See you later, everybody. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye.